Welcome to Monster Mash. For as long as 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons has been around, many a monster has come into contact with adventurers. Adventurers have emerged victorious more often than not, but that isn't always the case. We're here to find out what monster is the deadliest. The three of us have each picked monsters from all available content, plus some special extras from time to time, that so we'll place head to head to head each episode to find out who stands on top of the pile. These three monsters will be judged on tactics, terrain, fear factor, and their creature feature. The thing that makes it a unique and threatening encounter. But ultimately, the only thing that will matter is who comes out on top in our specially designed arena. Welcome to Monster Mash. My name is Jack Blythe. This week's episode is Fire Monsters, and I have brought the Hellhound. My name is Bewitched Gamer. I have brought the Fire Giant. My name is Dyson Autism, and I brought the Fire Elemental Myrmidon. 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 No one has a great way to to pronounce that. So, I mean, if you want to hound us on social media about it, do it. <laughs> I'm just going to call it a big old mirror. Oh, it's Myrmidon, according to D&D Beyond. Yeah, Myrmidon. <laughs> Whatever. I can just homebrew it. <laughs> True, fair. All right, who wants to go first? Hmm. I guess I'll go first this time around. Okay. Um, so I have, again, the fire giant. He is a size of huge in terms of tokens and looking at them. They're lawful evil. They have an armor class of 18. Let me actually, let me just jump to the stats real quick here. Their strength is, the overall score is 25. So it's got a plus seven to its uh, modifier. Then we have a dexterity of nine, which is a negative one. Then we have a constitution of 23, which is plus six. Then I have the intelligence weighing a 10. So they're not too bright, but they're not dumb either. So the modifier is just zero for that. And then we have wisdom of two. Oh, plus two, uh, which is uh, 14. <laughs> then we have a charisma of 13, which is a plus one. I mean, when you're that dummy thick, <laughs> you got to have some charisma. Now, yeah. let, let's talk about it, it. You obviously heard the constitutionary thing. So yeah. the hit points themselves, they're 162. Yeah. So that means it's that's 13 D12. Plus an automatic 78. Oof. So they're not, not, they're not fast. They're actually like they move the same speed as a human, which is 30 feet. So it's just big thud fee fi fo fum. So, you know, they're, they're stuff. Oh, uh, I do want to mention because we are doing fire monsters. We have a special rule for our combat, Mm -hmm. which will be. So, oh. since they are all fire monsters, we want to see their fire come into play. Uh, the downside for that being they all have fire immunity. So, we're waiving that. We're saying it cancels out across all three monsters so that they can actually use their fire attacks to any effect. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe down the road we'll come up with other fancy ways of doing this, but as it stands... It's a tournament or it's a arena fight. So 
we're just going to cancel out the thing that makes the fight not fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. For those of those of you who are, you know, using Patreon or watching those fights in the arena, but you know, regardless, is that we wanted to make sure that we didn't have a complete standstill in terms of things going on because yes, the themes fire monsters. Guess where they live? They're things that are hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to make sure that the episode is still entertaining. So that is what we have done. Otherwise, it's pretty much just a draw. Yeah. So continue, Sam. Tell yeah, us more about uh, this beast. So it has an immunity to fire, which is something we just covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it speaks giant. But uh, then it's got... A CR of 9, challenge rating of 9, which is 5,000 XP if you're doing XP. I don't know why people would. It's kind of outdated now. But anyway. <laughs> At least in 5e. Yeah, it yeah. is my opinion that Milestone is a better storyteller. Yeah. yeah. It's just at that point, your players are like, when are we going to level up? When are we going to level up? Huh? Yeah. When you do something worthy of it. Now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's for skills. It's got some skills, actually. It's got an athletics of 11. And then it's actually pretty good at spotting things, depending on how how fair RNGs is, uh, which is a perception of plus six. So now it's a little feature that it's got going on is that it has multi-attack. Multi-attack is always good. So the giant makes two attacks with its great sword. Great swords. To touch on that, they hit hard. Okay. Um, with this, it's got a plus eleven to its modifier to attack. It's got a reach of ten feet. Oh my god! I, I hit mean, you from far. You can't when you're touch me. Big and tall. Uh, you certainly have the reach. Thing is, is, it's only one target, so I can't just turn around and be like, smack, then you. You're next. You know, uh, yeah. so it's a 66 plus seven on the slashing damage. It doesn't say that the sword is magical. Okay. Important information coming up. Foreshadowing. Uh, then <laughs> there's rocks. It like a big toddler, big, big toddler. It throws things when it doesn't get its way. Its ranged attack is saying, I pick up boulder and I chuck it. From a range of 60 to over uh, over 240 feet. So 60 within normal rolls. And then 240 at disadvantage. At one target, yes, granted. Hmm. But it does 40, 10 plus 7 bludgeoning damage. Which is oh. kind of crazy. Considering that that's more than the greatsword. Yeah, that's pretty nutty. I mean, it makes sense with the big old rock. It's, it's gonna hit. It's going to hurt. So, yeah, there's a lot going on with that. All right. So, tactics. You're saying hit you with sword, throw rock at you. Correct. Two times. I mean, with the great sword, at least. I mean, as any player who mains a fighter uh, can tell you, hit it with my sword is a pretty solid tactic. It is. I'd give it a, I'll say a three, because it's not bad, but it's not wildly special no which but, is yeah, i mean like it's it's a solid usable tactic 
Yeah, I, I give it a three as well, because it's just you're doing the one thing, and then it's going to be easily exploitable to kind of, like, manipulate that uh, same tactic. It's just got over and over again. Okay. And so, uh, math gods, if you'll give us that number. So that one would be an 11. An no. 11. Well, well divided before, by three. Yes. So <laughs> you got to give its average number. Yeah. So that is a four. Not bad. Just to so, start off. Yeah. And then where are we going to find it? Uh, so, okay. Let me go to his bio here. So to describe how they look, because I didn't really do that. That's on me. Uh, other than they're they're large. They're huge, to be more exa- uh, exact on the tokens. But, and I did say it was thick, so. Yeah. They are described as a red-haired, dark-skinned, huge creature... And they are typically feudal lords or martial experts. Also, they do fire, they build giant fire forges. So that's in like magma caverns with blistering heat, you know, all that stuff that makes sense. But they're also skilled artisans because, you know, like glass blowing and whatnot. That makes sense. Of course, naturally. So. Uh, they they excel at art and smelting and smith work. I know that's not really a part of like where we find them, but in some ways it is because you know glass. It kind of gives quartz. you an idea. Yeah, it gives you a wonderful idea. But so um, their official description says: master crafter, crafters and organized warriors. Fire giants dwell among volcanoes, lava flows, and rocky mountains. They're ruthless, militaristic brutes whom, whose mastery of metalwork is legendary. Ooh. And then it, it continues on to very large lists of things that they do. But just like Japan was, these people are feudal lords. Hmm. So fun little reference into how like, you can kind of see. I mean, maybe, England had feudalism as well. Perhaps. For a bit. Yes. But, but you insulate with the word feudal, you think what? Fair, yeah. I mean, Japan has like the primest example of it but mm-hmm. yeah like during the medieval period was very feudal mm-hmm. and like landlords and all that nonsense but uh and fire giants coming from the norse mythology cycles that's going to be more that type of feudalism that you would likely see yeah of course um just to give a better idea I'm weirdly versed in mythology, so. <laughs> I'm weirdly versed in other mythology. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they're like they they burn coal that they mine, and they have smithies or in case so, like deep in the mountains and volcanoes and stuff like that. That's yeah, where they're gonna be. They're basically the dwarves in terms of giants. Right. I mean. Terrain-wise, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I gotta give him a five. Wow. On that, I mean, like, deep in the hearts of mountains, volcanoes, and stuff like that, that just sounds cool. And where do most adventures go? Hold up. Important Into information dungeons. here. Into dungeons and caves and mountains. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a prime, like, if you want to just suddenly include them. It's. It would be really easy to put in a like. Oh yeah, the dungeon was actually just an entrance to their home. 
Yeah. You, you could even run it as like the dungeon was a dwarf settlement and they dug too deep and too greedily and they found the fire giants. Oh, yeah, definitely. There was a point when I was running a campaign and I called it Hell's Vein. Ooh. And yeah, yeah. Um, quite happy with it the way I built that because it was one of my players' first adventures. They had to go into there and investigate what was going on. And so they encountered methods, hellhounds, and so much more. So that's one thing that I think I, like, I wish I would have included. But I definitely put in a lot of elemental type things. So it's supposed to be air, water, fire, earth, and then spirit. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, there are fire giants are a great locational being. So yeah, I give it a five. Dice? Uh, you know what? Definitely going with the five. It just sounds really, really freaking cool with all its like lore and its environment and everything. Just straight on five right there. Okay. So obviously, because the average is going to be divided by three, and obviously, if, you're, uh, if I give it a five, you guys are giving it a five. That's 15. So the math divided gods by three is a five. Yeah. I don't even need uh-huh. the math gods on that one. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. So five, maybe one higher than I usually count, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) I just realized the joke a little bit further too, but anyway, uh, who else wants to go? Wait, well, I mean, next up is scare me with this thing. What's its fear factor? Well, imagine your first, like your, your, this is not first encounter, but like, oh no, (laughs) this is way beyond first encounter at this point. (laughs) So. Definitely, what would you say that you would probably encounter the, like, for adventurers? Five? I mean, six? probably around level nine. Level nine? that's the CR. Yeah. That's what CR is for. I'm mean, then. I'm a mean dungeon master. I mean, <laughs> like, you can make five. it, you can go, you can have them hit against something with a higher CR, and then you just lower the hit points or something to make it, oh, like, no. a not like... straight-up deadly encounter. But, like, if it's, just the one if it's built as a deadly encounter, if you're just going... If you're going up, if you're billing it as a deadly encounter, then probably around level five. If you if it's a standard encounter, encounter it's going to be a level nine that you're going to face your fire giant. I did forget to mention uh, that this monster is found in the basic rules, so the basic handbook. Uh, not handbook, but basic rules on page 126. To sum up where you can find them, again, was Mountain and Underdark. So Basic rules. Uh, I also see uh, Monster Manual 5th Edition, pages 150 to 151, and also 154. Okay. Just that way we can find them specifically. I know for sure for 5th Edition. Yeah. So, try that here. Um, You said words. So, yeah, fear factor. Fear factor. I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's big. It's large and... Uh, it hits like a truck. Yeah. So my only thought is, and I'm probably going to jinx myself here, if it rolls like a nat 20, that's max damage. Yeah. So with throwing a rock, 40-10, that's 47 points of damage and bludgeoning. But paint me, this, paint me the scene of them coming up to it so that, like, how are you going to scare them with this? Okay. Before they even get their first attack in on them. Like, what do they see? How do they encounter this? That's what our fear factor is. So, it's hot. It's sweltering. 
you're following Lava Channel and you hear forge of like metal going against something. You're not sure exactly what it is. It does sound like off in the cavern that somebody is working on something. Mm-hmm. And then you encounter the giant from behind and it's it's looming over working on its next project. And then it turns around and it sees you and you're already sweating. You're hot. It's it's not completely comfortable already. And the giant is like, what are you basically doing? Okay. I'd be terrified right there. It's a it's a huge forge. Like, it's t- three times your size. True, oh, yeah. yeah. To you, it would be like a fortress. When really, it's just a giant anvil. Yeah, I'd give that a four. I mean, by this point, they're already in the heart of a volcano. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, because he doesn't have a, like, anything magic going on. You just walk into a depiction of a dark souls boss yeah this giant thing just like i mean that's scary but like i mean if he if he also turned around like was shooting a flamethrower out of his hand that'd be a five but but yeah, as I'm, is also these four. giants are lawful evil Ooh, they're aggressive truly the ganondorf uh <laughs> depictions are pretty spot on yeah 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 i i give it a Give it a four as he turns around, like, picks up the sword he was actively building. Is like, oh, good. Testers. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, he's like, ha <laughs> What are you doing in here? No matter. Get to test the sword. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah I'll give it a four on Fear Factor. Nice. For me, I'm going to give it a five because, look, you are facing a giant thing that is ten times your size. I like how Jack talked about the whole Dun- Dark Souls boss analogy and that perfectly fits with a fire giant and whenever you see a giant monster in dark souls you're just like oh no i am dead i am so so dead and my first instinct of seeing something that huge working on like giant weapons would just be like running away yeah you don't want to mess with it basically not unless you have to no no i do not i'd imagine not (laughs) just think they they could be lords of certain mountains true they're walking in on their territory yeah, this so, get cranky. With that, where's that average leave off for its fear factor? Ah. Math gods. That would be a 14 Divided for its initial. Well, we need its uh, the average on the fear factor, and then oh. we still have creature feature to go. Ah, oh, that's right. Gotta remember. <laughs> Every time, y'all. Every... We're three episodes in, man. I know. We're only three good. episodes in, y'all. Uh, the average was a five, by the way. A five. All right. And I was so... just ready to get into the fight, man. <laughs> what is that creature feature? What's that special <laughs> thing? There's, I mean, there's not a lot to it other than smashy, smashy, slicey, slicey. <laughs> so his, his creature feature is just the fighter, but big. Yeah. Yeah. But I... with CRs of nine... You know, multi-attack kind of feels like it comes standard. Yeah, after a certain point, that's just most. Because by that point, your players all have at least one extra attack. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like a I don't blame two. you there's if not, it's going to be There's low. not a whole lot that sets him apart other than he big. He, it, well, like, he's able to reach from 10 feet, but that's yeah, not but really. Yeah, so can the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I think an I think an arcane trickster can use its uh, mage hand to stab you by that point. I think so. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong, but you know, there's like okay, he's at ten feet. We'll all stand fifteen feet away and beat yeah. him up. But I mean, he's big. That's it is a feature in and of itself. Other than the the obvious, you know, he, it's he's immune to fire. Yeah, I mean, immune, he's he's a very large fighter who is immune to fire, which is not bad. No. But as far as, like, really standing out, I gotta give it a two. Understandable. See, for me, I think I might just be a little bit meaner, because it's just like, it just has your basic stuff, like multi-attack and fire resistance. I might just have to give it a one. I'm sorry. Ooh. That's fine. I'm so sorry. I, in some ways, I understand yeah. I went with this because I was like, ah, this is obvious. Fire. Fire monsters. Fire giant. Eh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I get I get the choice for sure. It's just, you know, the creature feature is a bit low. Mm -hmm. So the average on that is probably gonna be fairly low with the mascot. Yeah, that's gonna be a four. Okay. It's you know, Considering that my five kind of balances it out. Yeah. Yeah. That'll help you out. What does that give the uh, total initiative for the fire giant there? So the math gods are saying it's an eight. Mm, okay. Not bad. Yeah. Kind of surprising. Yeah. So I want to talk about the hellhound here for a second. Oh boy. Okay. Here we go. Here. Let's go. This is the lowest CR rating of our offerings this episode with a challenge rating of three. But that means I do get to utilize some things because in order to make up for that, I get three of them. It is a medium fiend. So he's a, he's a demon dog. I mean, he's a hellhound. What do you expect? Naturally immune to fire, an armor class of 15 and 45 hit points. So, I mean, it's pretty high for his level. And yeah. a speed of 50. So he's quick. Oh, yeah. With a strength of plus three, a dex of plus one, a con of plus two, an int of minus two. They're not smart. They're dogs. A wisdom of plus one and a charisma of minus two because they're ugly. They oh. are beastly looking things. But they're just doggos. All doggos are beautiful. Look, not no. all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> As someone who grew up with dogs, not all dogs are beautiful. There are dogs that are very ugly. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's a fast thing with keen hearing and smell because it is, of course, a hound and hounds are trackers. They, so it's got advantage on wisdom when it comes to uh, perception checks that rely on hearing or smell, which is really nice. A bite attack with uh, 1d8 plus 3 piercing damage plus... 2d6 of fire so he's got a fairly good damage output especially with the fire breath that he has with a 15 foot cone and if you can't make a 12 dexterity check uh he gets 66 fire damage on you or uh half as much with a failed save so i mean these things are pretty heavy <laughs> for a challenge rating of three yeah definitely strike the numbers so as far as terrain, you're going to find him in hell, as the name would uh, assume. 
Uh, they are typically found within Asheron and the Nine Hells in terms of Forgotten Realms or whatever hellish-like place you would like. Uh, you could put them in the Underdark. You could put them in. They'd be good buddies to uh, the Fire Giant. Oh, yeah. I would imagine, I'd imagine they'd be around as pets in that forge. They're both lawful because, evil, it looks like, too. Yes, they are. I don't typically care too much for alignment because it it's very limiting in terms of storytelling uh, but hey <laughs> they aren't diametrically opposed correct <laughs> uh, they understand language uh, nat- their typical language they understand is infernal but I, I mean you could put in whatever you need really much like a dog it could learn another language uh, they can't speak it though but yeah okay. like you're gonna find them in hellish places or possibly in the heart of a volcano uh also possibly depending on who you who you have pissed off as a player um they could be summoned to the material plane uh by i don't know maybe your warlock's fiend patron who you have pissed off and so it's going to uh take the pound of flesh that it's owed in the deal so naturally running around hell but also they could be just thrown anywhere probably not in water but you know (laughs) okay so i'd say for like first stats i would i would definitely give this thing like a four because it is a for challenge rating as low as it is it seems like a very formidable thing to go against when you're but when you're a low level party and stuff i would imagine so yeah i've thrown these against my players they're pretty fun to play with. All right. But they figured out, oh, if we can just isolate the one, then it's no problem. Mm. But, you know, that if you get caught in that 15-foot cone and you're surrounded by oh. hellhounds. Okay. That's crazy. So, I'm, again, we're just talking the terrain here. Not their tactics quite yet. Okay. Like, what do you rate the terrain? All right, terrain. Just got excited. Like, <laughs> I understand. I, I understand. love to think about all the possibilities about things with the uh, monsters and putting them. No, I places. I fully understand, but we're uh, we got to be clinical here. We got to. Mm-hmm. What do you rate? What do you rate the terrain there, um, Bewitched Gamer? You're giving multiple places, so and you're you're trying to butter me up over there, being like, <laughs> oh, you can find it with the fire giant, maybe even. You know? I mean. I mean, in <laughs> fairness, in fairness, they are literally on the cover of the player's handbook together. That mm. is true. There are two hellhounds, I believe, in the background of the player's handbook with the fire giant that's attacking in the foreground. Those those are some mighty good words. Like, that's that's not me just trying to butter you up. <laughs> An artist awesome. also agrees. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, yes. These two belong together. I mean, it makes sense for it. I'm going to go with a four just because they're like, you can't find them exactly everywhere. Not like fair. A goblin like last episode. Fair, fair. So absolutely fair. Yeah. The average of that one, the math gods are saying is go five. Oh, heck yeah. So good start. Good start. Hmm. Now, moving on to actual tactics where we can actually uh, discuss that part. Yeah. 
they are pack hunters. They are hunting hounds. Uh, unlike most of most hounds, they aren't going to like bay and howl and everything and kind of give themselves away that the hunt has begun though. They could, uh, they, pr- they prefer to sneak up on their prey and surround them in a ring. They have pack tactics, so they get advantage when they're together. And as, uh, uh, as Sam was saying, like you get surrounded by it. Plus you add in that cone of fire breath. Yeah. You get surrounded by everyone and they, the three of them lay in with their fire breath. That could be a heck of a grind. So that's 66. They have to make that dexterity saving throw three Three times. times. (laughs) You're going to fail one of them or all of them. So if you fail all of them, if you fail all of them, that's, what, 18? What's six times six? Uh, 36. 30, that's 36 damage if they max roll mm-hmm. from three directions. Yeah. Uh, you better hope that you're the barbarian or the fighter. Oh, yeah. Even like their, then. Their tactics are surround, probably cut you off from your others. Is it? I mean, they're going to use that breath to kind of make walls and push you around. And so they cut they they cut you off, and then take down your party one at a time, while you're trying to cut them off. It's 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 a war of attrition, and it's quite difficult. <laughs> now with hellhounds, they're typically the ones that are like mythologically speaking, the ones to collect debts. Yes, they are. They'll often be used for that. Yeah. That's why I mentioned the uh, fiend patron right. deciding time for your pound of flesh and just sending some hellhounds somewhere else than hell. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, they've got a frightening baying noise. It, it doesn't have a like stat, but they will do that when they have uh, fleeing victims that have already caught on to their uh, hunt, mm-hmm. which uh, distinctly reminds me of Adding more nerd stuff here, uh, one of my favorite quotes from the Dresden Files. They're in the fairy realm, and they hear the baying of hounds, and Dresden turns to his friend Michael and goes, Oh shit, hellhounds. To which Michael, a staunch Catholic, says, Harry, language. And he responds with, You're right, sorry. Oh shit, heckhounds. It's <laughs> one of my favorite quotes. Uh yeah, it just really applies here because I have hellhounds. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny, honestly. <laughs> oh shit, heckhounds. Yeah. Very nice, very good. I just earned us our uh, explicit tag. <laughs> uh, mild language <laughs> is a better way to know that. Yup. Yeah. So what do you rate what do you rate those tactics? Is it a standoff between me and Dice to try to see who goes first again? I, I, I think it first. is. <laughs> Okay, look, anything that has pack tactics is, for me, automatically gets a five. Because pack tactics is probably, it's the most used tactic out there for a bunch of, like, swarm monsters. But it is a very dangerous one, because having all that together is just absolutely nutty. Yeah, they have a built-in feature that tells you their tactics. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, what, what was that number again? Oh shoot! Uh, that that was a that was a five. So all bruh. right. Well, uh, the average is gonna be a five. <laughs> hey, there we go. 
I don't know, Jack. If you get to go first, then, you know, you might it, get some advantage out of this. And it's so for Fear Factor, I mean, oh shit, heck hounds. It's not, <laughs> like, especially, <laughs> especially for their time, like the time period you're going to see them and the people that typically control them. It's not going to be a good time. If they're there, you know something's up. Someone has a debt that you that they're collecting on or you're in a really rough place like hell <laughs> like if you see one there's there's no good time to see one mm-hmm. unless you're playing an evil campaign in which like okay maybe but typically speaking nothing good is happening if hellhounds are around yeah you're walking you're walking down a uh, like narrow cave in a dungeon and you see four glowing eyes ahead and for a minute you stop and stare at them thinking maybe it's like the t-rex in jurassic park and if i don't move it won't see me and then they get bigger because they're getting closer and then the baying starts and you run and this thing is faster than you so it catches up like it's that's terrifying man you hear the awoo in the background (laughs) <laughs> it's just a yeah. horrible baying noise. Uh, I'll I'll design one just for the fun of it. We can stick there. Okay. Never stand off. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> it's, Sorry. We're going to have the same post. dynamic every time. <laughs> waiting to uh, see who will go first. Just to make sure good. we're not talking over. Uh, uh, I. So I would give that definitely a five in terms of fear because these things are hunters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just thinking about that you don't see them at first but you could hear them and you get the sense of fear instilled in you that it's going after you if you sold your soul and now it's time for the debt but you're not ready you don't want to pay that debt yet it doesn't matter those hounds are coming for you. So that would be a five. Look, it's my average on that one being a five. <laughs> man's, man's best friend is also man's worst enemy. And these things are absolutely terrifying. So I'm giving it a five as well. So Well, there you go. There's your answer, Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's just raking it in. He just can't yep. wait. Yep. So... As far as creature feature goes, it's got pack tactics and a fire breath, kind of a combination creature feature. So you've got you've got these beasts that are going to surround you to get advantage, and then they have added damage to everything they do. Or if they really just want to take down the wizard, because of course you're going to do this to the wizard, three of them surround him and stand just outside of each other's breath weapon range and fire breath a wizard from three angles. And then we have barbecued Merlin. Because <laughs> I don't care if he makes the save or not. It, the wizard's not surviving it. <laughs> yeah. You squishy sweetheart. That's why you in the middle. And that's why they absolutely chose you. <laughs> Best way to put any person that's a spellcaster, most, most spellcasters, is put them in the middle when you're lined up in only a five foot wide hallway. Because then if they get it, like you won't get killed immediately. You have to go through the cleric that's in the back and then the fighter that's in the front. <laughs> At least. There's there's no good way around it. No. <laughs> but, ooh, I just thought 
breath weapon down the hallway. Is that? Yeah. Oh. Plus one of them is snuck behind you. So. Yep. Breath weapon down the hallway in front, breath weapon down the hallway in back, and dinner. <laughs> <coughs> so, yeah. Uh, five? Question mark? <laughs> uh, Net 20 hellhounds? Let's see. Well, they're going to have like a whole bunch of hellhounds. I, I kind of want to say five, but also... You don't want like, to go entirely first. <laughs> yeah, but also like a lot of like the fear factor with hellhounds relies on like having multiple of them at once and everything. So on I mean, their you're own, gonna though. Yeah, yeah, that is also true. So uh, <laughs> do, do I give you the five or not? Uh, <laughs> I've been giving honest ratings, so I'm not here to like completely take somebody down here. Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm never, I'm never trying to. Like, game the system. Yeah. Although, <laughs> Jack I just with two choose... wins under his belt. <laughs> Their belt. Apologies. I just choose good monsters. That's all. I, I would definitely say a four. Four over here. Okay. All right. Okay. I believe that still averages out to a five. Yeah. Okay. So the math gods do agree with Jack. And they say it is a five. Therefore, the math gods have also apparently declared. Nat 20 for the hell. That is a, it is a 20. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. my God. All right. So, Dice, tell me about the fire elemental Myrmidon. All right. The fire elemental Myrmidon is actually pretty cool. It is a medium elemental. It is typically neutral on everything. Its armor class is uh, 18 because it's got that juicy, juicy plate mail. It hit points is uh, 123, and it's also it's pretty fast. It can go about 40 feet. So yeah, dang, yeah, I almost it, keep up with a hellhound. Oh, definitely. Its uh, stats are about a uh, is a 13 strength, uh, 18 in dexterity, a 15 in con, a 9 in intelligence because they're not really that smart, but they're they're about average in wisdom, about 10. And they got about a uh, charisma of 10. So, yeah. Uh, I want to hold on for a moment here. Is that Dice's camera has been off throughout the entire recording. I see him. Yeah. I see him right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I... Okay. Because it means it's not capturing him. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay. No, oh. But like... There's just some part where he's missing. Oh. We can animate it with a stick figure or something. Oh. I don't know how. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of onions getting. <laughs> I mean... Uh... Dice has a uh, VTuber. I do oh. have a VTuber, so so we can just use stick that. that on there. Yeah, <laughs> just, just sitting there, blank stare, just staring at me, so. standing there menacingly. <laughs> yeah, right. um, it's been I, so, I've noticed it, and it was bothering me the entire time, and I didn't know what to do. It's all good. <laughs> Anyways, but go on. Tell us more about uh, the Myrmidon. All right. Uh, this thing has damage resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from all non-magical attacks. So that means its HP is essentially double. 123, more like 246. Am I right? Uh, 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 uh. And then we got a damage immunities, which fire, which we are just brushing off because of... And then we got poison. Uh, its conditions immunities is paralyzed, petrified, poison, and prone, which honestly is a very good thing because there's a lot of things that makes 
targets go prone. So the fact that this is immune to like prone is definitely going to yeah. be something just to like actually terrify. Especially when you have a battle master that's going to like try to use a trip attack, and it can't, and they can't do it because they can't be proned. Uh, there are also uh, dark vision of sixty feet, a passive perception of ten. Um, languages, it's uh, ignorant, and then one language created by its choice. And they're, they're like a challenge rating of seven. So I'd say they're like a, a pretty beefy kind of person right there. Okay. So they're kind yeah. of on par with the giant. Yeah. I think you do get a few more features than the giant. Uh, I do. Uh, I also get uh, illumination, which is sheds like a, a bright light, a 20-foot radius and, dim, and a dim light and a 40-foot radius. And also it has water suspectability. So every five feet, the Mirmadon moves in a one foot or more of water. It takes... 1d4 cold damage, so that is something. Okay. I, I see how there's some some things or issues with it, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so where would we find this dice? Uh, you would find this. Well, essentially, Mirrodons are native to, like, the fire plane, and also they can be summoned by any spellcaster in itself, because they... Because they're just free elementals and everything. So it really depends on the environment that they are summoned in and stuff. So theoretically, you could find it on a boat. Um, <laughs> it would be bad for everyone on the boat, oh, yeah. including the Myrmidon. But yeah. That's unfortunate. You could do it. <laughs> if I'm going down taking everyone with me, go Myrmidon! Myrmidon! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask how big the room was. I said I cast Myrmidon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It does make me wonder if it has a proximity-based damage for the player to take. It it doesn't really and everything, so I not just, that I see anywhere. It's just shiny. It's, <laughs> it's it's like it's like an LED light candle. It's like it's not gonna do any damage to you if you touch it or anything. You might just get a little warm and stuff. Okay. I love the idea of. Like the wizards, like what a campfire! Get out of here with that bollocks! <laughs> Go, says, I have a friend. Who's your cuddle buddy? He summons a Myrmidon to just stand in the middle of their camp, like doing nothing. This is my emotional support, Myrmidon. <laughs> Very nice. I mean, terrain, that's, it's either the elemental plane of fire or just wherever um, someone wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. That's also a lot of light. It's a total yeah. of 60 feet. And I got to give it a, a five just because it, it alters the <laughs> terrain around it with that bright light. Yeah. Um, Plus it is a literally everywhere. It is a literally ev everywhere it, because summoning, but naturally found are, are we taking into account of how it's naturally found more so than i'm in this case i'm not just because the likelihood of going to everything is on fire land <laughs> is pretty low but the likelihood of facing a wizard who has poor judgment about uh property value <clears throat> is pretty high so like, it's it's more hole. about like where are you likely to encounter it, okay. versus like be, like since it has that ability to be summoned, 
And that's that's going to be the more likely encounter than everything is on Fireland. Okay. Um, which is a much worse Disneyland. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would you know, like. I think that's how you kind of have to look at it. Okay, I understand that it, that thought process. Fine, uh, I'll give in. I was gonna give it a four, but I I will give you a five. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm listening to Jack's argument, and uh, it makes sense. So obviously, you know what that means. Five dollar foot long. I wish they still did that. Ah, <laughs> oh, Subway, what have you done? Okay, well. So, tactically, mm-hmm. how's it fight? Uh, well, it has multi-attack, so it's pretty much going to be like, whap, 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 whap. But there is a really special thing about their attacks. They have fiery strike. So anytime it uses its multi-attack, each attack deals an extra 2d6 damage. So I don't need to tell you about all that, but that is just like f- something scary to know. That's like free crimson right and like free smite damage. If you like. So is th- is that every time it uses the multi-attack or only when it chooses to use fiery strikes? Because it does have a recharge. That That is true. So it's got a recharge of six. So it has to like recharge and everything. But it can use it every time it uses multi-attack. They have to like roll roll to see if it recharges or not and everything. So like it. See, I. I take that to mean that multi, like it can use the multi-attack whenever it wants, yeah. and that's fine. And then it can choose to use fiery strikes, and that just causes it to use multi-attack. Yes. And it, is how I understood it. Yes, and it has a multi-attack of three, so that's a, that's a lot more than the fire giant. I'm just saying, just hold like... Hold up, hold up, hold up. It does three? <laughs> it does three. Three scimitar attacks. And those scimitar <coughs> attacks are force damage. I mean, it, tactically, it's it is fighting a lot like a fighter, but it's got a bit more to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to give it a four, I think. <sighs> Good. Huh. I'm more taken aback by the fact it has three multi attack. <laughs> All right. Like multi attack usually is like two. Yeah. The, the normal is two. So the specialty out of it is that that's does three. I know I don't really care about the fourth damage it, it's doing, or like the the fact. Okay, also let's let's talk about this. Is that that the scimitar is doing force damage first, and then fire damage, not slashing force. Mm-hmm. What? It's, it's it's just it's just what it says in the stats. I think like the weapons are like magical or something like that. Kavak explains why it's, it's like basically force damage. like a fiery ghost. Exactly. What we need to look at here, with it taking three—it's just—it's the three multi attack that really just—that's messed up. You know what you want to say? Say it with your heart. I'm gonna give him four. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. All this big talk just to lowball it. (sighs) I'm kidding. It's all good. It's it's a fair. It's still attacking like a fighter, just as much as mine. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to get that average from the math gods in just a moment here. That is going to be a four. All right. All right. That's not bad. Yeah. It's a good start. Yeah. And so the fear factor, scare me. 
Okay. Scary dice. Okay, so look at this. You are on the wizard's or spellcaster's last legs. Everyone's resources have been used. And the wizard is like, all right, time to throw in the big guns. Opens up a plane to the elemental. And you see this thing walking in with armor, scimitars, and able to use any fiery attack to throw them. And this thing has resistance to, like, any non-magical attack and damage immunity to some stuff, plus some condition immunity. So that means if you're going to try to debuff this thing to, like, paralyze it, to petrify it, to prone it, it's not going to do any good. This is, like, a wizard's kind of, like, ace card up the sleeve. And this will probably lead to, like, running away because you have, like... A, uh, a creature that basically has double hit points and characters you're gonna fight them at probably don't have like a magical weapon on them or anything so that's what i'm just saying right there like er, 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 er. all right so yeah that's pretty scary <laughs> counterpoint okay i cast wall of water <laughs> oh. Oh, fair fair <laughs> that, um that is fair but surprisingly enough, it doesn't have any damage vulnerabilities. Except you said it was susceptible to water. Also, oh, yeah. Do keep That's... in mind. So it's like that moment from Her- Hercules where yeah. Pegasus blows out Hades' hair. Yeah, I I could definitely see a DM see, giving them like, like the free damage vulnerability because of water suspectability. Still, that's only 1d4 of damage her five feet that it moves if it just stands still it's fine yeah so but if it already got up that to wall you of water mm, that is true but the myrmidon doesn't move you could also shape that wall of water into a circle all right but if he already got up to you he doesn't so long as he doesn't have to move through it disengage bonus action wall of water move <laughs> 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 I mean, fair, that, that, fair. That, that is pretty fair. But it is still only 1d4 of cold damage, so it's not it's not going to render him inoperable. It's just going to hit. Like it's it will do damage over time, so your best bet would be to like use shape water hmm. and spread it all over the ground. There's also that. Immediately so that like any best. water spell, I thought it was like still pretty like, that's going to be your best bet. Okay. It, like it's all about making sure he has to move around in it. It doesn't take more damage if it's water damage or if it's cold or what have you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it's not an auto like, oh, well, I know how to handle this. It's just, all right, we can at least make it have to move, like spread out, make it have to move around and hopefully it'll have to run around in the water and that'll at least whittle it some. But there isn't, there isn't really a like, haha! I've negated your creature. I mean, option. So what would you give it? I I mean, I'd give it a four, but oh. like because I mean, it's still and like it's it's imposing, but it's still you know that whoever you're going up against is either not powerful enough to do it alone, or you've beaten him down that he now needs to use this on you. So. Also counterpoint here in my mind that just okay. crossed it because this is a higher CR level, correct? Yes, this is a uh, challenge rating of seven. If I you're believe. facing off against this, depending on the level of the party, 
they might already have a magical weapon that does damage. So true. There goes the resistance a little bit to that. But they also they also only necessarily have one more than like like most DMs are pretty stingy about yeah. it. Yeah. So like more than likely, not everyone in the party is going to have it. So it's going to be like two, maybe three people mm-hmm. who can get its full damage. Yeah, but that's still against a lot it. Concerned. And then you have your fighter, and then you have your your brunt force people who are going to be on the front line, taking all of the damage and not being able to hit it as effectively. Okay, so for me, I think I'm stuck between three and four because there's other ways to get around it. Like there, there are quite a few. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's more like, oh wait, give me a second. Digs through character exactly. sheet, and then the fear. The fear factor is absolutely on that, like, not after the strategizing, it's on appearance. Yeah. And so, like, when you see it, how much do you need to change your pants? Armor and fiery ghost. Yeah, the four, I guess. All right. I really had to sit on that one real quick just to uh, mull it over. But that means the average of that would also be a four, it seems. Yeah. So now, and what would you say is the creature feature? What sets it apart? Uh, I would definitely say it would be its fiery strike, uh, the ability to uh, add on two d six worth of damage. Yes, of fire damage. Sometimes that is pretty good. I don't know if it's like I don't know. I don't know that it's a five good. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair for me. <laughs> If it was if it was like a range of four to six, that would be even better. But because if it's a six, it's definitely kind of like you know, like ugh. yeah. Now you could always beef it up, but that that on initial. Again, we're we all just go from that from the stat block. We don't want to mess with it too much because then all the rules are gone. It's chaos. Cats and dogs sleeping together. Mass chaos. Chaos. <laughs> uh. Anyways. Uh. I I think I gotta give it a yeah I'll give it a four all right because okay. I mean it's extra damage is extra damage is always good yeah so the biggest thing about it I'm seeing it does force damage as well but your the feature is the fire damage itself yeah okay once a party sees fire damage they're like oh okay and then they account for that um I'm gonna give it a three mm, fair so valid valid doings here yeah looks to be another four all right that's pretty good all right you sir have a 17 Woo! yeah baby all right so all of this is well and good but all that really matters is who ends up winning in the arena hi everyone jack blythe here i'm willing to bet that scoring your DD campaign is difficult getting it to meet the feeling of your world the vibe of your party It can be a nightmare. If only there was a way to get it all custom made. Surprise! OBP Musical Commissions is here to save your butt on that front. Whether you're the DM who wants to show off and have a campaign theme song, the bard who wants an awesome underscore for your spells, or you want to have songs sung of your party's greatness, OBP has you covered, and we have you covered as well. If you use code LONGEARS at checkout, you'll get 15% off your commission. So why not have a voice from a real musical sing your praises? 
opmusical.com slash commission and use discount code LONGEARS. That's L-O-N-G-E-A-R-S for 15% off. Bring it on! So the arena now opens up. It is a underground lava cavern with magma bubbling. Across the way, there is the fire elemental called a Myrmidon. Then we have three hellhounds off in the distance, baiting. They have found their prey. Then there is a fire giant standing off in the distance, watching the combat, and says, you know what? I'm going to throw a rock, and I'm going to squish things. And as the hellhounds continue to focus on the fire elemental, one decides to use its fire breath. Another one does as well. And the other follows, circling the Myrmidon after a tragic end for one of the hellhands being squashed by one of the rocks thrown by the fire giant. Comes down to two hellhands versus the Myrmidon. The hellhands continue as uh, the Myrmidon flees, disengaging from the combat. From there, the uh, Myrmidon finds themselves cornered once more. It takes down one of the hellhounds, or attempts to at least. And then comes another rock flying from the distance, thrown by the fire giant. Then the Mirrodon makes another run. Then the Mirrodon makes another attack towards the Hellhound in hopes to fruitlessly kill the Hellhound. From the background, you hear another loud rumble of a rock being picked up once more (laughs) and thrown, (laughs) thus squishing the other Hellhound. The Mirrodon decides, now that my uh, uh, enemy has been killed, I have sheltered my attention to the fire giant that has been continuously throwing rocks. And then decides, you know what? It's not worth it. I give up. Moving. <laughs> Thus, the fire giant is victorious. This has been Monster Mash. I am Bewitched Gamer. You can find me on YouTube, Twitch, and many other social media platforms. Bringing it on over to my dear friend, Jack Blythe. I am Jack Blythe. You can find me on TikTok as Jack Joshua Blythe, on Instagram as WitchcraftND20s, and I guess on Twitter under my name. I'm never there, but you can find me there. Yep. And I am Dyson Autism. You can find me at most website, websites, most uh, social stuff at Dyson Autism. I have a YouTube channel called Dyson Dragon Theater Company. And uh, and also, you can also follow the 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 the, tw- the Twitter profile of our uh, lovely, lovely place called uh, Long Eared Productions and everything. So uh, go check us out there. We've been posting some cool stuff there. So uh, ye. Well, very well. Right. Thank you for joining. And hey. go ahead and check out our Patreon as well if you decide to, you know, drop a follow and a f- subscribe to that. That helps everything 